This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty Warzone podcast it took one day joined the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when i thought i was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy. Which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring. And let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And we are coming off a beautiful little thing we like to call it week one of the NFL season. But before we talk about that, let me get you a man who comes from Detroit Rock City. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power he is jerry sinclair jerry what is going on listen i got to watch some football man that's is there really anything better for two dudes like us who sit here and talk about this even when there's absolutely nothing relevant to talk about it was fun i actually got the chance to sit down and watch tons of games usually i have to work long hours on sunday but without college football this year i don't have to request saturdays off so i got to watch quite a bit it was a treat. There's one game that we'll talk about later that was not a treat, but watching football was fun, man. I, I would agree. So I had to watch the I watched Thursday night, obviously. I had to watch oh, yeah. I had to watch the Colts game in full transparency. I had to watch it from my phone in a lawn chair at a little league double header, because that's what dads do. Yep. But uh, when I got done, man, it was like outside, it was like eighty two degrees. My phone was so hot I could have cooked an egg on the back of it. 
But hey, that's that's why you buy the good phone. You don't buy you don't buy the cheap phones. You buy the phones that last. And it got got me through the uh, the first four hours. You know, at every commercial break, I'm going in. I'm I'm, I'm getting updates, like a true uh, maniac. What what was your big takeaway from week one? We're gonna go around each team. Yeah, let me rephrase that. We're gonna go around each game, and we're gonna give you a buy, sell, hold, and then we're gonna take one of the three and we're gonna expound on it from the the week one. We'll probably do this once a quarter, like every four four or so games. We'll do this to see if anything's changed a bunch as we we move on. But what were some of your big takeaways, Jer? I mean, there was a bunch of a bunch of the same stuff that you sort of expect to see. I think the biggest takeaway. Is I mean, there were some injuries, but some of these rookie running backs are going to be very relevant very quickly. Um, I think we all thought CEH was going to have a good game. Dude came out. Randy, that dude looked awesome. He was fantastic, and you know he didn't, he didn't get the targets that we all thought he would, which I think that really bodes for his future even more so because it's the one thing that, you know, we, we always live in a world of absolutes where he's the best pass catcher that's coming out of the draft. And that dude came out and he caught zero passes. So I, it, tons of stuff to grow. He got stuffed a little bit. Marlon Mack goes down. You got Jonathan Taylor, your boy. Listen, the Colts, you get the rookie. So we're going to get to see what that, that kid does. I think that's good for dynasty players in general, just because we love when the young guys get in, get relevant quickly, and we get to see what we got. And if it's someone like him behind the Colts offensive line, Randy, baby, Randy, baby, those are, those are more assets. And the way assets go down in this game that we play, it can be frustrating at times, but when they step up big time like this, <laughs> excited about it. So uh, b- before I get into the, uh, the sponsors and the promoting of things that keep us on the air for free, um, permission to go on a rant. Oh, I am ready. Are See, you, I are haven't you? had one of these. It's, it's always me, so I want to hear this one. Are, are, are you ready? Oh, boy. I don't know. L- language alert. We have changed it to the E, so the E is in the, the show description. So, But fair warning, foul language is coming in the next 60 to 120 seconds. But here goes. Stop being a stupid son of a bitch and calling Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor fucking league winners. You're doing it fucking backwards. Any player you draft in any league in the top eight rounds is not a fucking league winner. They're part of your build expected to put points in your lineup each and every week. Okay? You know who's a fucking league winner? Benny fucking Snell's a league winner. You know who's a league winner? Antonio Gibson's a league winner. You know who? Those are league winners. Because you did not draft them expecting them to give you contributions this early. You are outing yourself as a jackass, okay? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you mean a guy who's going in the top 15 picks of a dynasty startup's a fucking league winner? He had better be at that draft capital, dum-dum. Pull your head out of your ass and learn what a league winner is. Because if he's not helping you win a league, then you're a bad drafter. You're a bad evaluator of talent. He's supposed to do that. That's why you drafted him so early. Stop calling productive players, players you were counting on in 2020, league winners. Again, you're outing yourself as a jackass. All right, Jerry, I'm sorry. Rant over, man. Just just rant over. There's always those things that you just know Randy has seen several times. (laughs) It just gets him every time. And I love being the one that's not on the receiving end of it. 
I hear you. Especially Jer- Jerry. There's, there, there's so many potential Knock it winners. off. Knock it <laughs> the fuck off. All right, keep there's going. so many. There is so many league winners. With your criteria, you don't have to mention those kind of guys. So so that that's good. Let's let's talk about the sponsors. We got to do some business. Do the business, man. Yeah, I need to bring back the old Dusty Roads uh taking care of business. So yeah, just just a couple of things. We'll we'll keep this uh keep this cruise man. I think we did like six live streams over the course of Thursday through Sunday. We had Dr. Kyle did a 25-minute injury update going to be needed this week with guys like Michael Thomas going down, uh Le'Veon Bell. It just feels like studs left, right and center are going down, which is kind of what we've expected. Uh we did have uh, a few dynasty minutes with Memphis. I've been trying to do those on Saturdays. Uh, and then tomorrow night or Thursday morning in your podcast feed, we're going to have the gambling show with myself and Dr. Kyle. Uh, humble brag. I went 4-2-1 and one over the course of this past weekend. And I'll just say that my futures bets on uh, Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow under their season projected passing yards total feeling uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And our DFS advice was on point, as well as Dr. Kyle killing it. You may say to yourself, Memphis, I'm not really a gambler, but but I'm telling you, this thing is chuck full of stuff you want to be part of. Even Jerry. Jerry, you're not a gambler, but you've been tuning in. You're a fan. I I am. I actually was, I texted you about your Joe Burrow bet, because at one point he had like 89 yards. I I mean, here's the thing, guys. And this is for all you non-gamblers who may want to get into season-long props next year. We're going to drag you in. It's coming. Legalized app gambling is coming everywhere. Uh, Find public players and look for obscene totals because the general public tends to bet overs. They tend to be more optimistic than me. And you can smash unders. Like, I smashed Baker under 3,900 passing yards. Uh, At the rate he's playing, he may not make it till week four. They may bring in Case Keenum at some point. This general management group and head coach may say, hey, we have too much talent to lose like that. But that this is not a Baker rant. I've already had my one rant for the day. But make sure you're checking out the Fabulous Big Bet live on YouTube Wednesday nights and then in your podcast queue Thursday mornings. YouTube, subscribe, notifications on. You will not be sorry. You will get so much real-time information that sometimes has to wait several days before we can get it into a podcast. Um, and if you, Jerry, if you want the best real-time information, just join the Patreon. How much fun has the Patreon been since the season started? I mean, we're just—it's just bananas. It's constant trades. I, I mean, I, I have it open right now, just in case anybody asks anything. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you want me to talk about it? Do that. Yeah. Listen, we say it every week. It's it's a constant, continuous football talk. You can pop in, you can pop out, you can, you know, if you're a lifer and you're going to stay in the chat all day and it just is something that consumes you, we've got that. If you need to mute it for a little bit because you got to spend some time with the significant other, you know, that's what you got to do. It's always, there's always something, there's always something going on. At any hour of the day, because we have a plethora of time zones represented bless their sweet sweet angel hearts i'll be honest uh, i've ignored almost every other chat because this chat is a it's very busy and b this is the patreons um but speaking of trades jerry you know what nice segue unintentionally but if you're looking to get your trade read on this show jerry you know if this is the one way we will do a, a mini deep dive for a non-patron on their trade. Are you ready? 
Okay, let's do it. Go to go to your podcast player, hit pause, leave the show a five star. In the comments, you leave your name and the trade that you want Jerry and I to break down. We'll break them down each and every week. If we get so many reviews that we, Jerry and I have to cut a second trade podcast, I'll do it. I'll do it. We're looking for those reviews. There should be something in it for everybody. We're looking for the five stars. We're looking. You're looking to get your trade evaluated. It'll just take you as long as it would be to send it to me on Twitter or on email. Just hit pause, leave the five star, and in the comment section, leave me your trade. Leave me how many owners, super flex, tight end premium, all the deets. And Jerry, we'll hook it up. We'll read it live right here on the show as soon as next week. And if there's one thing that we love doing, Randy, we trade. And I, it's not talking. I, I, I know, you know, not everybody gets a chance to play in leagues with me and you. But for those that do, another another pitch for the Patreon. But if you do, you know that we trade an obscene amount. It's a passion. I mean, and I'm glad that the season's here. Because I think we're like 12 leagues in at this point. Devies, Redraft, Charity, Dynasties, Superflex. I mean, there, there's something for all tastes and palates in Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And then real quick, um, again, we talked about the Apple reviews. Uh, Tay, JC3, you are the new winner of the jersey. T-A-Y, JC, the number three. You are the new winner of the jersey that was done last week on YouTube. This has been the first podcast since the giveaway. And if you need your jersey, you need to get a hold of me because if not, a couple of weeks, we'll give this thing away again. I've got to get Journey getting to ship this thing to me. This poor guy has held on to this thing for like six weeks. He's probably wearing it at this point. <laughs> Look good on him. Listen, that'll just give it extra character. Oh, you get DK Metcalf's uh, signature and Mike Jernigan's stank. That's a win-win if I ever did hear one. All right, and then let, let me go real quick through the sponsors that help pay the bills. First of all, thank you to everybody who's been buying your trophies and belts through Trophy Smack. You can do that too. Just head over to trophysmack.com. Use the promo code DWZRING. You get a free championship ring. Maybe the, the ring, uh, maybe the trophy stays in the commissioner's house and you put new name placards on it every year in the... The champ gets to keep the ring like on their desk at work or on their mantle. Uh, I'm always a big fan of belts. You know, it looks great on the mantle, a little like a little light over the top of it. Wives and husbands who don't play fantasy football don't tend to love it as much as we do. But that's a them problem, not an us problem. Again, trophysmack.com uh, and use the pro promo code DWZRING and, and get that hooked up. And the, for those of you that are gamblers, um, I'll make this one real quick, mybookie.ag. You go over there, they'll match your deposit up to 1000 bucks. So if you want to drop a G-note, drop a G-note, and they'll match it with a G-note. When you sign up, and if you use the link uh, on the top of my Twitter or the Warzone's Twitter, you will go automatically to the sign-up page. It will automatically have the promo code in there for you. It's easy. You can get signed up. And then last, but certainly not least, Jerry, Hate Brand Goods. At thehate.com, that's the H-V-I-I-I.com. This coming Thursday, the Thunder in Paradise shorts drop. Now, they call these the goat shorts. And if you're a gym person, I know summer's coming to an end because they also make awesome swim trunks. But when I wear them, my son goes, Dad, those are swim trunks. I'm like, nah, dude, these are gym, these are gym shorts. He's like, nah, Dad, they got the little hole in the back pocket that makes them swim trunks. I'm like, looky little smart ass. But if you're looking for some, some different shorts outside of the norm of the Nike, the Under Armour, Adidas, 
um, some of the most comfortable joggers on the planet, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and just unique. And I'm, I'm a unique guy. I'm, I'm wearing a unique uh, camouflage cap. Jerry's probably like, where did you get that camouflage cap? Did you steal that from Northern Michigan, Jerry? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> listen, it, it does fit the bill. And listen, a little side note. Thunder in Paradise is actually what Randy calls his manhood. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's a little secret that I know about, which is a weird secret to know, I know, but... Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently Jerry and I have a different relationship, but if you're looking to get some, some different gear, again, uh, variety is the spice of life. Head over to The Hate. That's the H-V-I-I-I.com. Again, link in uh, my uh, pinned tweet on my Twitter. Promo code Memphis at checkout will save you. 10% and you can be uh, uh, dressing in the most uh, stylish of ways. And last thing, it's not ready to promote yet, but DWZ shirts are on the way. Finally, after many, many, uh, many a try. Jerry, you ordered a t-shirt though from our friends at the Dynasty Happy Hour um, through Veridian, Veridian.com. Yep. Um, tell them what kind of shirt you ordered today. I actually got two. So our, our, Podcast Brothers, the Goat District, they have a shirt. I had to get one of those, support them. And there is another guy that does a podcast on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Uh, it's called The Contractor. So I am going to be rocking that bad boy. Uh, so I would recommend doing that. That's not a. That's not an ad. That's not a, anything like that. That's just me seeing my man's shirt. And I didn't even know about it. You don't even text me. You don't even let me know. But I saw it on Twitter and I said, well, let me get this right here. Hopefully it has a picture of him smiling with a thumbs up on the back. It doesn't, just so you know, so you can actually buy it. You don't got to look at his mug. But it's nice. It's looking good. I'm excited for it to come in here. And as soon as it does, Randy, if you're going to check out on the YouTube, I promise I'm going to be wearing that bad boy. All right. One more thing before we jump into the to the Dynasty buy, sells, and holds. Are you ready? Uh, okay. If you're not a gambler, not going to mybookie.ag. If your league's already got some kind of a trophy like the one I see over your shoulder in the background, if you're not into the gym and you don't want to rock hate brand goods, okay, I, I, I am down with all of that. But everyone looks good in a Dynasty Happy Hour contractor t-shirt. It's got the logo, and I'm telling you, save your money. If, 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 you're, if you're saving your money, you're going to want one of the Dynasty Warzone t-shirts when they hit Viridian, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Viridian.com, and the Dynasty Warzone shirts. We got a ton of great logos, courtesy of our man, Matty Big Chest. Um, I think you know which one's my favorite, the old school NWO logo. Um, I love the Top Gun logo, inspired by... (laughs) Uh, right yeah, yeah. tm t- t- circle c um but but we'll throw we'll throw that on there as well but jerry we we've done the promoting we've done the ranting we've done the raven are you ready to talk about some buys some sells and some holds listen the ranting is not done but i'm absolutely ready to talk this stuff so here's what we're going to do we're each going to take eight games as that's how many games we're we're going on this week and we will uh probably do this once a quarter We'll just recap. We'll circle back. We'll say, hey, um, this is how things have have changed. So I drew Houston and KC. My sell on that one is DJ, David Johnson. Uh, You know, this guy was the running back five last year through, you know, the first few weeks. And then uncle injury creeped in. I think he's 28. And I just, uh, I don't see this being long. But as long as he's in there, he's going to get volume. And he's going to look great. 
Um, I would love to unload him. This is the fantasy and dynasty gods giving you one last big sell high window. Take advantage. My hold is Will Fuller. Um, now, I know that's playing with fire, but this man had a tremendous snap share, and uh, hopefully his snap share and hamstrings can hang, can, can hang on. But he is someone that I would be looking to move uh, once you get two or three more games of this type of a sample. And then my buy. My buy is actually Brandon Cooks. I think he's cheap enough, and this is a team that I think is going to be behind. They have a rough, rough schedule. They played KC last week. They've got Baltimore this week. And Brandon Cooks was limited last week going into the game with a quad injury. He only played 53% of the snaps in week one, and I think that number's bound to go up. Brandon Cooks, when he's not hampered by a uh, really a, a, a concussion, outside of uh, concussions, he's really been pretty healthy throughout his career. This is a guy with a pretty solid track record of fantasy and dynasty success. Now, he could be a cut casualty next year due to his, uh, his production versus his cost, but that's TBD, and I think you could buy this guy for a second right now, and if you're a contender and need some depth, I think, uh, I think he could be the, the wide receiver to own there as we get past that midpoint season. Jerry, what do you think about my buys, my sells, my holds before you get into your, uh, your first game? I think it's pretty good. Um, I mean, Brandon Cooks is going to be pretty cheap, too. He didn't, I have been pretty big on him this offseason thinking that he was really going to step it up. He struggled a little bit, but he's so cheap and the narrative on him is so down that I like that. I'm not ever going to complain about selling off on David Johnson, especially after the entire Twitter world decided that that man looked great, which he did. Don't get me wrong. My man looked good, but like you say, he's 28 years old. Are we really betting on that offense succeeding this year? It was it was rough. You know what that offense looked like it needed, Randy? A wide receiver one. You mean that's a, what it looked you mean, like? You mean needed. a guy who caught like 14 catches and from from like a make a wish guy there in it, in the desert? It looked like that would have helped a little bit. It but, was it was a struggle. Deshaun Watson ran for his life that whole day. You made Laramie Tunzel the highest paid offensive lineman in the league, and it didn't even look like he had people blocking for him. I, I do want to, you know, we, as, as, as a lot of people, put the boots to Bill O'Brien this yeah. offseason. But in fairness to Bill O'Brien, how are you going to pay DeAndre Hopkins the money that the Cardinals just paid DeAndre Hopkins with a quarterback soon to be making what Deshaun Watson's going to be making? It was said, uh, now obviously everybody gets, hindsight's twenty twenty. Everyone gets smarter when you look back through the rearview mirror. But... It was said that they had to trade him to a team with a rookie contract. That was the only way that they were going to be able to make this deal work. I'm not saying that to say that Bill O'Brien couldn't have got more for right. DeAndre Hopkins because he certainly should have. But in fairness to him, it seems like he was – we've all been there as dynasty owners and traders that sometimes your hands get tied. Your league mates know what you're doing or they listen to the same podcast you do. And, you know, they know what angle you're working and so at some point, you just got to say, hey, this is the fair value I can get and move on. So that was my first game and uh, first round. Jerry, what, what was yours? We are going to go with the Bills. Did you want to talk Kansas City in that game? Or are we just going to go one, one team at a time? I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm just going one game. So sometimes, okay. it, sometimes it'll be a mixed salad. I, I think the reason why I didn't pick any Kansas City guys is they're all very pricey. You know, okay. we, I mean, we, we know what Tyreek Hill is. We know what Watkins is. I'm just, yeah, we know what 
you know, no one's selling CEH or Mahomes or Tyreek Hill for a discount. You know, you need to be a real contender to go after Kelsey. So I was really trying to give people some attainable targets and some attainable sells right now. Really what I would consider practical dynasty advice. Holy shit. How about that on a dynasty podcast? Actual, productive, useful dynasty advice. Man, get the fuck out of here. All right, Jerry, you're up. Now, I'd rather talk about nonsense. Speaking of nonsense, there was a very wise man today that tweeted, Le'Veon Bell is a dead dynasty asset. And that man is doing the RVD <laughs> thumb point right now. And, and it was Randy, because uh, he is. It's uh, Listen, the, the 2020 IR only means that he's out for three weeks. I don't care. That man was irrelevant in that game. The Jets are going to be extremely bad. I am selling Le'Veon Bell for just about anything I can find because there is a high likelihood that that man is not ever going to be worth a wet sock ever again, ever again. Um, if I'm going to buy anyone in the Bills in the Jets matchup, uh, uh, 2017-2018 Jerry is just upset that I'm about to say this name, but it's Jamison Crowder. At least at the state we are in now, Denzel Mims is not going to be playing. And this dude came out here and had 17 targets. Sam Darnold barely even looked at anybody else. 17! Randy, I don't care if it's you out there getting 17 targets. You're still going to get fantasy points. The dude had 14 receptions. He could have had 14 yards. He still would have had a good day. So I, I'm going to buy that, and I really think that's going to be the guy going forward. He's going to get peppered. You know, it, it's not going to be a long-term option. But if you're going to be a contender and you can and you can buy into that and you can throw him in your flex, Randy, would you be mad about anyone getting 14 catches? I mean, Jerry, what are the two things I'm always looking for in all Dynasty and Fantasy and DFS formats? Two things. They both start with V. Keep it clean. It's still somewhat of a family show with foul language. I'm looking for volume. I'm looking for value. Right now, if you're a contender and you had Michael Thomas and he's going to be out for several weeks with a high ankle sprain, if you can get Jamison Crowder for a second, man, it's, it's the dynasty one-year recipe for success. Shit defense. Check. Team always going to be behind. Check. A quarterback who's going to lean on you. Check. Most of us play in full point or half point PPR. Check and check. He's the kind of guy, if you're a legit contender, who was counting on big things out of Michael Thomas. Is Jamison Crowder going to replace what Michael Thomas brought to your lineup? No, I'm not an idiot. But he is going to be a band-aid that is going to allow you to, to get by. You know, whether it's for three weeks, five weeks, what have you. He, he is going to be a, a nice little play. And if I'm a, if I'm a rebuilder, I'm, I'm looking to move, man. I, I'm, I'm proactively out there. I'm seeking out people who, uh, who have, you know, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans struggled, although it looks like he may be healthy. Michael Thomas, I think your Jamison Crowder rant's a good one. And if I'm going to hold anybody, I'm just going to say Josh Allen because I actually watched that game a little bit. And the thing about having Josh Allen is you don't actually want to watch him play. You just want you just want to see the points at the end of the game because ew, ew. He had the one turnover where he handed it right to the defense, and it was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. But if you just look at the end and you get to see the number next to your fantasy team, 
he's a good guy to have. I mean, it, the problem is there's not a ton of guys in this offense. So I, I, in either of these offenses, really. So I'm just going to stick with Josh Allen because I don't think the answer is Sam Darnold. He's, I don't. He's the best running. He's the best running back on the team. Take, he is. Take that, Devin Singletary and and Zach Moss. He threw the ball 46 times. And if you go to NFL Next Gen Stats, they do a thing where your completion percentage versus what they expected your completion percentage to be. He actually completed more passes than he should have. He was 71%. The Next Gen Stats said 70. So he was actually positive versus what they thought he should have done. Take that all the I mean, you can say what you want. I know the one throw was egregiously bad in the in the end zone where he missed John Brown. But dude, 71% completion, that's a step in the right direction. He went from 52 to 58 last year. If he lands around 64, 65 this year, perfect. That's it. With that rushing, with that rushing volume uh, on a 65% passer, thumbs up, Buttercup. I'm going to move on to my next game. Uh, this one hurts to talk about. It was Indian Jacksonville. Uh, my buy on this right here, and he's a little pricey. He's the guy. I like DJ Chark. I know he had a touchdown. He and LaVisca are the two Jags I continue to say that I want to buy. And I am willing to pay market for DJ Chark. He is the truth. And I'm not going backwards on my Gardner. On my Gardner take, one game does not change anything for me. Uh, He's always done well against the Colts. And all three games that he's played against them, he he seems to, uh, to do well including the last game of last year. My hold is Michael Pittman Jr. from your rookie draft. I know he did not do anything. Um, That's okay. Uncle Phil is a one-year rental. I mean, he's shot putting the ball worse than he's ever shot putted the ball. And if you can find an owner around week four or five who just wants a second back for Michael Pittman, perfect. Because Indy's going to have a new quarterback next year. It may be a veteran. It may be a rookie. But... Philip Rivers is not long for the Indianapolis area. And then my my cell is Gardner Minshew. And this is not a position of hate on Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner the guy is fucking awesome. Younger Memphis would have loved to hang out with this guy. We would have drunk beer. We would have chased young ladies we, we, in, a, in a Trans Am probably. And I would have wore jorts with him, okay? This is not about Gardner the dude. If I had Gardner Minshew in a super flex, Jerry, do you know what I'm doing with Gardner Minshew? What are you doing with Gardner Minshew? I'm going directly to the Sam Darnold owner. I am going directly to the Baker Mayfield owner. And I am saying, you are not brought into this dynasty world to lose. You need to move Baker to your QB3. You need to move Darnold to your QB3. And you need to put a winner like Gardner Minshew in your lineup. Um, Let me get that 2021 first in a super flex. Let me maybe get a a Justin Herbert. Let me give you Gardner in a second. You give me a first in Justin Herbert, and you go win this league, Big Daddy, and take that handle sweet-ass mustache with you, and we'll move this thing on down the road. Anything on my three guys before you give us your next game? No, but I will say that Gardner's growing on me a little bit. Like I, I have been a, a pessimist with you, but he's Jerry. He's getting, Jerry, he's getting me a little bit. Maybe it's the headband. Maybe that could be herpes. It know. could be herpes too. <laughs> hey, listen, that shit's for life, my friend. So if we're gonna talk about the next game, I, I was, I have a couple of the sexy games you gave me, which was very nice of you. But I'm gonna do one of the ones that's not 
So that way we can set it up for some good stuff later. I'm going to talk about the Dolphins and the Patriots. Now, normally this is one of the weird games where the Dolphins beat Tom Brady and nobody sees it coming and it's fun. And instead, we got a whole different situation. We got a whole different type of war game going on. Uh, If we're going to do a buy on anybody, I'm still going with Preston Williams. I don't care that he only got two catches. I don't care that he only got 41 yards. The dude still got targeted seven times. And that was an offense where Ryan Fitzpatrick turned the ball over three times. That's not going to happen every single week. So the offense is going to be more efficient. And I think Preston Williams has nothing but, you know, life and prosperity in his future. If we're going to sell, Randy, ready, ready. Are are you going to be surprised at this answer? Cam Newton. This man threw for 155 yards. He's got old man Julian Edelman, who did fine. Did okay. Nikhil Harry showing up for 39 yards. Thanks a lot, bud. Don't care. 101 my ass. Uh, Listen, he got in the end zone twice, rushing the ball, which is so fantastic, and you love to see it. And it's something that I really didn't think we were going to see. But if Cam Newton is going to run it 15 times a game, that dude is not going to make it. This is not 24-year-old Cam. This is 30-year-old Cam. I love to see it. I think it gave you a fantastic selling point. And if I can get that first, and maybe I can get Trevor Lawrence for Cam Newton, oh my God. And the thing about first-round picks at a time like this, Randy, people don't care about them as much. They're just, they're not that sizzle. It's all about players right now. And if I'm going to hold anybody, it's going to be one of Randy's guys, uh, James White. He didn't do great. He still got eight catches. He still got like 50 yards. I Sony Michelle is not it. He's a guy that, you know, I, I like ugly running backs that everybody hates just because they fall and I take them and put them at the end of my bench. That dude's not it. I'm sorry. I really was thinking maybe Cam would be busted and they would give him a workload. It's not. And Cam Newton is not going to be slinging the ball down the field. So he's going to be dumping it to guys like James White. I think James White is a hold. You're going to have better days ahead. Well, I went again, uh, as you can tell in prep for the show, I went to next gen stats quite a bit. Cam Newton did not have one ball travel more than than 20 yards. And this dink and dunk Chad Pennington-esque offense, we're going to I'm going to be real curious to see how that works over the next handful of games when he has to play the pay, I mean, excuse me, the um, the Seahawks. He has to play the Raiders, which the Raiders put up points and the, the Raiders defense may be bad. But we're going to have to see him throw the ball. Oh, then he has to go to the Chiefs on October 4th. Then the Broncos. The Broncos' defense is better than you saw last night. They had some injury issues. And then the 49ers. So we're going to see real quick with Cam Newton, was this a one-hit wonder? Or was this a a sign of things to come? Uh, I like the running. I like seeing the old Cam. I never doubted the running. I was never concerned about Cam the runner. Um, Cam's lower body injuries... He's seen to bounce back from. I want to see throwing the ball, completing 15 passes on 19 attempts for 155 yards. Ain't it. And this is a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, he can do that against the Miamis and the Jets of the world. But when he has to play the big guns, the big offenses, we're going to find out real quick. And watch that thumbing motion and you tell me what you see. You're not investing in a, in a 24-year-old or a 25-year-old who can continue to grow. My man's like 31, 32, and I'm with Jerry. If I can get the new hotness, if I can get Joe Burrow, if I can get Tua, if I can get you know one of these young guys 
that I think will continue to be a cornerstone of my dynasty build for the next decade. I'm in there like the swimwear, Jerry. So I'm ready for my third game. Are you ready? Yep, shoot. I am going Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Now, you didn't get all the sexiness. There's some sexy for me, too. My buy, my buy is O.J. Howard. My hold is Leonard Fournette. And my sell is Mike Evans. A little bit on Mike Evans. I mean, there's concern about what does he and Brady's rapport look like going forward the rest of the season. And we, I have no idea who his quarterback could be as soon as next year. Brady didn't look great. I think I would, out of all the old dudes, I'm more confident about Brady being back in 2021 than Phil, than Big Ben, than Drew Brees. So at least there's some comfort there, I suppose. And uh, Fournette, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. And he may very very well wind up being the focal point of an offense. But out of everyone that I was wrong about, or at least to date, it was Ronald Jones. Man looked good. He, he, looked, he looked explosive. He looked good. He did whiff a couple of times in pass pro. Like one was horrible. Like he was chasing after the guy who was chasing after Tom Brady. Uh, that, that was bad. Uh, but O.J. Howard, you know, a lot of people will, will sell you this BS narrative that Bruce Aaron, Bruce, excuse me, Bruce Arians does not use a, a tight end. Guess what? You know who uses a tight end, Jerry? Who uses a tight end? Tom motherfucking Brady. He loves a good tight end. Gronk, speaking of shot, holy cow. <laughs> God. I mean, he, lo- he looked like he had to take a poop and he had to clench his butt cheeks while he was running to the bathroom. Like that, yeah. That's how that man looked like he was playing. That is, uh, C- certainly, bl- certainly. Bless your bless your heart, get your paycheck, but oh my goodness. Yeah, he, he's stealing $10 million. Yes. Uh, but, but, I, well, but in fairness to Gronk, he has been out of the game for a year. He did not get yep. any preseason games. And for all the jokes we're making, New Orleans does have a really good team. And there's a lot of continuity coming back on that team. So in all fairness, like right now in a tight end premium league, I think the the more the season gets on, the more you're going to see O.J. Howard. And there's going to be this aha moment that people are like, wow, O.J. Howard's really good. And if he's matured and if he's developed as a pro, forget about as a pass catcher or an athlete, he's always been very good in those two regards. But if he takes a step forward as a pro and continues to gel with Tom Brady, you will never be able to buy him cheaper than you are right now in a dynasty. So for me, he's a stone-cold buy. Again, in a tight end premium, I'm offering a second. Um, and, and for me, he's insurance if you did like a dynasty startup and maybe you gambled on a Mike Gusecki and an Ian Thomas or some combination of those younger guys. I'm telling you, man, he, he would be a nice, uh, a nice fit in any tight end room that didn't already include a, a George Kittle or an Andrews or, a, or that Kelsey type guy. So that was my next game, Jerry. Uh, anything there before you go on to your next one? No, I like that one. And listen, I mean, you could have gotten OJ Howard for cheaper if you did it, you know, six days ago because that dude was left for dead. But no, he looked good. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Rojo for a second because he did look pretty good. I mean, the stats and the yards per carry and everything weren't great. He looked faster. He looked better. I'll give the man some credit. Uh, I liked all your calls, though. So if there's going to be one game that I go with, it's going to be one of the Monday night ones right here, and it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York football Giants. The buy and sell are a package, and I don't think they're going to surprise anybody because guess who we're selling James Conner, and guess what you're getting? Probably nothing because that dude's value tanked. And I don't mean to say that to be a butthole. 
you lost that value. And I think the reason I liked James Conner going in is because Ben likes to pass it to the running backs. And if there's one thing that is very similar to the Kansas City running situation, it is the Pittsburgh running situation. It is usually one guy getting a ton of work, and they usually get a variety of work. And Benny Snell was not Benny Snell. That dude looked good. That dude looked like he was ready to play. I hope you have a, a counter argument to this uh, once I'm done here. But I like Benny Snell, Snell, and I think we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that man for a little bit. Uh, my hold, listen. I know the Zeke owner's gonna crawl to you, and the Dalvin Cook owner's crawling to you, and maybe the Nick Chubb owner. Just hold on to Saquon Barkley. I know. 15 carries for six yards is one of the most insane statistics that has hit fantasy football in a long time, especially out of that man. Just, just chill, just relax. It's not going to be a habit. And that man still looked fantastic in the passing game. And that 15 for six number is not going to continue to be the same. Hey, so, but before I uh, I give you any of the biz about your guys, so I had this joke with a, a gentleman I work with. He's a pretty big football fan in his own right, and I was talking. I was like, "What kind of action could you get had you walked up to a sports book manager in Vegas and said, listen, 'Listen, I've got a thousand bucks. I want to get down a bet that Big Ben has more rushing yards in this game tonight than Saquon Barkley.'" What, what what would you wager against my thousand dollars? And he would probably huh. like the casino. Can I can I wager yeah. the entire casino against your thousand? That Big Ben uh, doesn't have more rushing yards. That's how bad it was. Um, but this tells you a how good the Steelers' defense is, and and b how bad the Giants' offensive line is. So don't freak out. But I will say this: I, I, there there used to be this discussion, this argument over who is the better the, the better running back C uh Christian McCaffrey or I started to say CMC but Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley guys currently it's not a conversation currently after what I saw Monday night with that offensive line and this offense in general it's Christian McCaffrey and it's everybody else not to say that Barkley needs to be downgraded but but you need to be concerned and I'll tell you who else needs to be concerned my next team in this game Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, holy bejesus, Batman. <laughs> now, uh, uh, before I say that, none of my guys are Carson Wentz, but if you have anyone out there slipping and tripping on Carson Wentz, you buy that man. Why? He got no preseason. He missed the last week of practice with his own soft tissue injury. He was on starting linemen's eight and nine. Okay. Lane Johnson was out. He had a replacement left tackle who was good, but he's old in, in Peters. Brandon Brooks, the guard, was out. And, you know, Rager was playing hurt. No Alshon Jeffrey. No Miles Sanders. Okay? He's a quarterback. He's not a fucking magician. Just hold your horses, and if you can find anyone slipping and tripping, you go right ahead. But my, my, my hold is Antonio Gibson. No, he did not scorch the earth, but I like what I saw. And if you can get someone to come off of him cheap, go ahead. Uh, I would be looking to sell Dwayne Haskins. I don't think he's all that. Um, he's fine. But if this team you know, winds up in the top 10, they're going to have to make decisions about, 
who the quarterback of the future is. If they wind up in the top ten and they're staring down the barrel of a of a Trey of a Trey Lance or a, a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, that's going to be a real tough call to make because this current leadership group has no ties to Dwayne Haskins except for the owner, and that's going to be a tough question. But my buy is going to surprise some. My buy is Zach Ertz. Because even if he does not get a contract, even if that team um, doesn't resign him and he gets cut in the offseason, Jerry, you know what never goes out of style? What never goes out of style? A good pair of shoes. I was going to say fanny packs, but okay. A nice pair of blue jeans and tight ends that can catch the fucking football. If he can't get work in Philadelphia, he's going to get work somewhere. And he could sign in Dallas. They, they, they seem to need a tight end. There's a lot of teams. New York Jets, they'll have a ton of cap room. The, the, Philadelphia, it's not the, Philadelphia, the, um, the New England Patriots, they've got like $70 million in cap room next year. There is going to be a team and gang before you tell me, well, Memphis, Memphis, he's old. Guess what? He's younger than, than Travis Kelsey, who you would swing from. Never mind. But my point is, is that Zach Ertz, whether he stays in Philly or whether he goes somewhere else, He's a smart guy. He's a pro. He's going to wind up on an offense that will continue to to produce. And for everyone who took the big swings and misses on guys like Hayden Hurst, like Mike Gusecki, like Ian Thomas that were chasing that upside, there's still something to be said about having a solid tight end you can rely on. And that's exactly what Zach Ertz is, whether he's wearing Philadelphia green, the red, white, and blue of the Patriots, the, the, the blue star, he's going to wind up somewhere and he's going to be super productive. So buy him now while everyone's on the Dallas Goddard train. Gerald, you're back up. Love it. I am in on all that Ertz talk. You ready who we're going to talk about now? This was the blowout of the week. And if there is any surprise as to who I am selling on the Cleveland Browns, None of you will be shocked because it is the Dynasty QB2 of 2019, ladies and gentlemen, Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God, that man looked like diarrhea. And if there was anyone that I know it made smile, it was my co-host sitting across from me right now. Good God. If there is Anyone that can feel my pain as a Detroit Lions fan, it is Cleveland Browns fans, and I apologize. And we alluded to it earlier, where we mentioned that this man may find the pine soon. It was bad. I don't know if it's going to stay as bad as it did, but holy hell was that ugly. So definitely selling Baker Mayfield, because that man is not going to help you win a fantasy championship. I don't care if he's your QB, too. If he's a fine and dandy QB3 when you have your quarterback get hurt to throw a Band-Aid on your team or if you need a bye week fill-in, if you're putting that man in your championship roster, Randy, you're losing. You're not going to get the championship ring. You're not going to get the trophy. You're not going to get any of that. So that is the easiest sell in the world. My buy is Kareem Hunt because he's got a counterpart in Nick Chubb in the backfield that will always be a wonderful buying tool for you to acquire Kareem Hunt because you can always say, well, Nick Chubb is there and Nick Chubb is definitely drafted ahead of him, which is looking like it is not the best uh, decision. Guess who got the most work, Randy? 
Guess who got 17 touches compared to 11? Kareem Hunt. Guess who had more rushing yards? You mean Nick Chubb? The guy who can't pass it or can't catch the passes, and he's the the between-the-tackles runner, had less? Kareem Hunt. Guess who had four receptions compared to one? Kareem Hunt. I am buying the hell out of Kareem Hunt, and I'm doing it by saying that Nick Chubb is there, and that is going to be easy because Kareem Hunt is just a monster talent. He's better. Sorry. Haters can hate at me if you'd like, and I'm going to hold on a guy that neither of us really love, and I'm sorry, Neil, to, to say that we don't love him, but it's Odell Beckham. He had such a bad game. He drew a couple uh, pass interferences, which was nice, but that doesn't help us win fantasy matchups at all. He only had three receptions. He only had 22 yards. It was ugly, and there's a real chance that if you have him on your team, you probably did not start the season 1-0. The silver lining is the man still got targeted 10 times. I think better days are ahead. I don't, if you have him as a wide receiver too, I think you're going to be okay. If you're relying on him as a wide receiver one, you're in trouble. You know, you're going to be in trouble. We've been saying you're going to be in trouble. So better days are on the horizon for that man. Not for Baker Mayfield though. So selling the fuck out of that guy. Goodbye. Sayonara. Peace and hair grease friend. Well, uh, I will just say this. I, I posted this tweet, one of my more popular tweets in a while. I got news for you, kids. Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, and I really am not looking for your opinion. You can at me, but I'm going to refer you back to Pro Football Reference, where you will see that Mitch completes more of his passes, Mitch throws more interceptions, and Mitch will put more damn fantasy points in your lineup than Baker Mayfield. Both are QB3s. One of them is a hell of a lot cheaper than the other one. I am going to go to one of my marquee games, Jerry. I didn't give you all the sexiness. I am going Dallas Cowboys, and I am going Los Angeles Rams. My sell is Amari Cooper. Uh, I know he had 10 targets, but he was not doing much until like the last seven minutes of the game, and then he got peppered because Jalen Ramsey was on Michael Gallup. You do the math. You put one of the best quarterbacks on which receiver – and it was Michael Gallup. If I got to do that math for you, we're, we're, we're in bad shape. My hold is Jared Goff, and my buy is Cooper Cup. Now, I know everybody's talked about the, the Bob Woods and everything. Guys, this, this Rams offense is going to be very game-dependent from, from week to week to week. I don't think Dallas at any point led in that game. I think the Rams scored first and kept the league throughout the game. And I will just say this. Jerry, do you know where the, uh, the Rams ranked in, in – passing touchdowns last year not in passing touchdowns i do not know they were 19th in passing touchdowns last year with 22 but they were fifth in rushing touchdowns with 20 okay now they were fourth in passing yards and third in passing attempts this really also ties to golf and cooper but there are going to be games where they have to pass the ball and there's plenty to go around and like this coming weekend's a great example. They're playing Philadelphia. Guess who I think big play Darius Slay is going to be on all game? Who is that? Probably Bob Woods, which means guys like Tyler. You know, last week was a Bob Woods game. This week will probably be a Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby game. You know, they're going to be matchup dependent, but I still think there's more than enough. I think Cooper Cup still had like five catches for 40 yards. It wasn't like a complete yeah, stinker. It, it wasn't the best ever. Um but yeah, I'm holding golf. He's a great QB two. 
a guy with QB2 price tags that will easily give you QB1 weeks. And last year, in spite of his only 22 touchdowns, he was still the QB13 last year. Solid. Solid guy. And uh, at some point, the uh, the ratio of pass to uh, rushing touchdowns won't be quite as 50-50 as it is now. And it'll, it'll balance. So, um, Cooper Cup and even golf to a degree or by, but I'm calling golf my hold. What about you, Gerald? <sighs> we have hit it. There was always one game you were going to give me, and it was the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions, Randy. I woke up Sunday morning like a child on Christmas. I woke up, I opened the door, and I scurried down the stairs as fast as my feet could move so I could get down to the point where I didn't quite fall, but I was close. And I got down and I opened up my stocking and I looked and the Detroit Lions left me a steaming fucking turd that they just love to leave me every single year. That was an embarrassment, and that was horrible, but we're here for Dynasty Talk. I just had to get that out because a lot of people watch the Detroit Lions choke on applesauce, and I will let you know it is fucking hard to choke on applesauce, but they find a way to do it every time. But I'm actually going to do two buys because I'm a cheater, and I'm ranting, and you're not going to stop me in a Lions rant. One is DeAndre Swift because he only got six touches, and I know Adrian Peterson got the look, and Adrian Peterson is going to continue to get the looks, which is why I'm going to buy DeAndre Swift. We He dropped the pass that would have won the Detroit Lions the game, and I know it was on red zone, so I know a lot of people saw it. A lot of people were tweeting about it, so I know it was out there, and it was not just the Detroit and Chicago markets that watched elite rookie DeAndre Swift drop that touchdown. But... With six seconds to play, they had DeAndre Swift out on that field, and he was the target to win the game. If that doesn't tell you about the things that are in that man's future, I cannot help you. So I am buying him, and if there's the man that dropped the game-winning touchdown, it's the man that actually caught the winning touchdown, and that's Randy's man. That's Anthony Miller, because that dude had a great play. It was a great catch. He was all over the field, and especially there's this rumor that Allen Robinson wants to get traded or, you know, whatever the hell's going on with the Bears. You never know what's going on with the Bears. If something were to happen to Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller were there to feast, good God. Good God. That would just be too easy. Uh, If I'm going to sell anybody, Randy, you know how I like shitty running backs? It's David Montgomery. That dude ain't it, and he didn't even do all that bad. 13 carries, 64 yards. He's just he's not it. Like if you have to put him in as a flex, I don't like that's okay. But what does that say about him? If that's the best that he is. So I'm selling David Montgomery for whatever I can, because very soon that bottom is going to fall out on that dude's value. And I would like to be on the right side of that. And if I'm going to hold anybody at Stafford, he didn't play great. He threw a bad pick in the fourth. Kenny Galladay was out. The man still threw for 297 yards. He threw it 42 times. It's a bad team. And if the corners are out for any amount of time, they are going to be down. They are going to be passing. 
Matthew Stafford is still going to be a good fantasy quarterback. Randy, anything on that game? If you just want to put that game behind you, I won't be mad and talk about yours, but you have the the mic, sir. I, you know what a what a fan of the Hawaii, the the uh, Honolulu Blue as you as you crazy Michiganites call it there. You're going to be fine. Man, th- th- this was bad. You you have a bad head coach. Uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that I would trade Matt Stafford if I'm Detroit. I have a feeling that all the hope that me and the guys in Vegas had for Detroit is not going to come to uh, flourishing. You might as well just move Matt Stafford. You know, if if dudes like Laramie Tunsil and Jalen Ramsey are getting two firsts, I mean, I know it probably would never happen. But, man, how hard would it be to go to Chris Ballard and say, hey, give me two firsts and uh, Jacob Eason for – for Matt Stafford. Is that selling a little cheap in the NFL? Probably. But you know what? It, it, it puts, it helps everybody involved. It would help the Colts. It would help Stafford. It would just, it would just do things that would be good all the way around. I don't know that it ever happens, but um, by the time this team ever gets ready to compete, Stafford's going to age out. That would be my concern. Um, and speaking of aged out, I got a couple of uh, interesting names for you. I'm going to go to the ATL and uh, Seattle, the game from Sunday. Seattle went in there and broke out their finest whooping stick. Yes, and, they uh, did. But, but thank God that Matthew uh, Matthew Ryan, the other Matthew in the league, was out there putting up uh, points of his own. My buy is DK Metcalf. I'm finally coming around. Um, you know, they used to say that, uh, hey, you've only got three moves like in wrestling or whatever, you know what? They all hurt like hell. DK Metcalf only runs two routes, but damn it, he runs them real well. And uh, ain't no one stopping him. So I'm I'm slowly getting on board that train. Julio Jones, whether you're a contender or whether you're a pretender, he's a guy you need to hang on to because he's going to be uber valuable to a team looking for points in their lineup around your trade deadline. Uh, he's going to continue to ball. He is ageless. And this guy will probably wind up leading the league in receiving yards. I love Julio Jones, and and then myself, Todd Gurley. And uh, if you just if you if you can find an owner who's just box box score surfing, and sees the roughly 14 PPR points he puts up, there's your pigeon. I mean, I mean target. He's he's he or she is the owner you want to look forward to, because out of all those points, my man only had five targets. Matt Ryan threw the ball 54 times, and. Todd Gurley was only on the field for 46% of the snaps. That's no bueno. Um, he only caught two of those targets. I think two of the two of the receptions went for one yard. So again, if you can find someone slipping and box score surfing and likes name value, you know the the person who like feels who loves to tell you about how their team with all the the really sexy players lost, as opposed to having functional t- players that win. That's your patsy. That's your pigeon. That's your sucker. And you move right up to him and say, hey, man, I noticed uh, noticed you lost Lev Bell. Or uh, I noticed you might be a little down. Hey, man, what could I get? What could I add to Todd Gurley to get DeAndre Swift from you? Hey, Randy, just yeah. to interrupt real quick. So this league that I have this trophy in behind me, the <laughs> I tried pitching Todd Gurley <laughs> to the Le'Veon Bell owner. So I'm glad you said that. You are a smart man that knows the world far too well. I mean, people like name brand stuff. People people would gladly buy a used iPhone over a brand new Samsung Galaxy. It's weird, but people like certain things of a certain name brand. It, it's that that's your choice. 
But I'll tell you the thing that's not going to last very long, and that's going to be a used Todd Gurley uh, with them bad knees. So, so that was my uh, game. I got two left, Jerry. You got three. Let's, uh, let's, let's kick this thing into gear. All right, we can do that. Well, I had to talk about the Lions, the way they choked. So that, that set us back. I liked all your calls on that one. I'm going to go with the inaugural game of the Las Vegas Raiders against the new-look Carolina Panthers. My buy in that one is Henry Ruggs, the unsung hero of the 2020 rookie class. This dude was the least popular of all of the borderline first-round, late-second-round guys. He got rushing attempts. He got passing attempts. And I think the more that we see him, the more that we're going to like him. Derek Carr is an efficient guy, so if he looks his way, he's probably going to get the catch. So I, I am going to buy rugs because I think that perception around him being not one of the sexier picks of the, the rookie draft or the, the rookie class, I think is still going to be around, but it's not going to be around for long. So I am doing that, and I am doing that in widespread leagues right now. Uh, as far as the sell, it's Robbie Anderson. <sighs> Listen. Robbie, my man, I appreciated it. 115 yards and the tizzy was nice. I am still a firm believer that that is DJ Moore's backfield or DJ Moore's team to have. I am not going to go the route of the FF counselor. Uh, if you are on Instagram at all in fantasy football, he is a thing. Not my favorite thing, but he's a thing. And he was very adamant that DJ Moore, nobody knows that he's going to be the wide receiver one. It could be Robbie Anderson not buying it that just listen if you see a tiger from far away and you could be scared from far away and then you get up on it and it's just a cardboard cutout of a tiger i think that's what robbie anderson is and dj moore is a fucking scary cat that'll rip your face off so i just like him as a talent much more which is why he's my hold you know four catches 54 yards it's not what you wanted do got targeted nine times that's gonna change i mean robbie anderson had a 75 yard touchdown that ain't happening all the time. So holding DJ Moore, I think I know you're in on that. Selling Robbie Anderson just because that's that's like the guy that happens every time in week one. Where if it happened in week seven, nobody would care. And they just, oh, okay. But if it happens in week one, people just go bananas for it. And then I'm definitely buying Henry Ruggs. I don't know. It's just something about him, something about the fit there. It just seems like that dude's value is going to increase and that role is going to increase. So yeah, that, that's what I got. Uh, I do like the Henry Ruggs call. You know, you know who liked Henry Ruggs? The Oakland or the, 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 the now <laughs> the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Yes, the, they the, did. The one, the ones that chose him over CD lamb over Jerry Judy. And uh, I will always go back to this story. I liked what I saw on Sunday as well. And I will say this. Uh, I've said this before in our Debbie shows and whatnot, but uh, it was said that Henry Ruggs was the alpha in the wide receiver room in Alabama. Jerry Judy was there. Jalen was it Jalen Waddle? Waddle was there. Waddle. Yeah. Uh, Devonta Smith was there, and Ruggs was the alpha dog. I always want to be on the side of the alpha dog. So my second to last game, the the uh, the the Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. My buy is Justin Herbert. Tyrod Taylor is not long for this world, the NFL world, the real world. I hope Tyrod sticks around for a long time. He seems to be a sweet, sweethearted son of a gun, and I hope he leads to good things. But his play was the drizzling shits. Uh, my hold is Austin Eckler. 
at some point someone's going to get it to the head coach, even though he he seems to have the IQ of a of a cue ball. That you, you you get the ball to your best players. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are two of your best players. Put the football in their God blessed hands, and see if you can score more than 16 God blessed points. And then my my cell is AJ Green. Now this is not to pull it. I'm not I'm not that one chick from the video, and he's not Odell Beckham. I'm not trying to shit on this man. I'm just simply saying that he's 32 years old. Um, the the dynasty gods have given you another another cell window. He seems to have a rapport with young Joe Burrow. He's going to be a nice uh, like a wide receiver two three for a contender as long as he's healthy. And I think that's the story that you have to sell to your league mate as you're trying to unload AJ Green. He's on a one year deal, not the healthiest dude around. And uh, I'm looking to get out. I'm I'm, I'm going to take my last uh, cash out window. And I'm cashing out, Jerry. Uh, anything on those guys, and then give us your second-to-last game. I got the offensive explosion that I don't think any of us saw coming. I really sort of thought we were going to see Aaron Rodgers be a washed-up old bum, and that man was not ready to be a shoe clerk. I will tell you that right here and right now. That was an unbelievable game, 43-34. to 34. You just don't see that kind of stuff in the NFL anymore, but good stuff. Uh, if I am going to sell anybody, it's going to hurt my heart a little bit, but it's Adam Thielen. He had a great game. He popped off for a buck ten. He went and found pay dirt twice. He's just an old guy that I just – and it's it's dependent on your team situation. If you are a contender and you have a legitimate chance to – win a trophy or win some money. No, don't do that. But in a vacuum, which is a shitty thing that I don't usually like to say, but it's a thing I got to say, I am selling Adam Thielen and I'm selling him on this. Now he's going to be a guy that is pretty productive at points during the season, but he's also a guy that gets banged up. He's also up there in age. I just, I, I don't love it. At some point I would like to cash out and I would like to keep rotating talent in my rosters. I don't want people dying on the roster and Adam Thielen is getting towards that. So I'm going to sell it and I'm definitely doing it while his stat line says he's one of the top five wide receivers in the game. If I'm going to hold anybody at Irv Smith, there's not a ton of holds that happened as a result of this game. So I'm just going to say Irv Smith because he didn't really show up. He, you know, I mean, but it was, it was a weird game for them and Adam Thielen got a lot of the work. Um, if I'm buying anybody, it's Ola B.C. Johnson. He didn't get all the work that we wanted to see, but he was still productive with what he did, and he was able to catch the ball down the field, too. I mean, he had a 29-yard catch. He popped off for over 50. Nothing great. Uh, there was not a ton of, of holds in this. There would be a lot of sells, and if I was going to talk about selling another one, you know what it is, Randy? The other old guy, Aaron Rodgers, because that dude... I think he threw for four touchdowns twice last year. I think he threw for over 350 yards twice last year. It is not a habit. It is not something that I would expect to see. There is not going to be many situations where Devontae Adams catches 14 passes for 156 yards and two touchdowns. The man is a bona fide freak superhuman cyborg. I mean, that kind of stuff isn't going to happen every single week. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back down to earth, and he's 39 years old or however the hell old he is. That that would be another one. So there's two cells because I'm a cheater, and that's what I do. That, that is what you do. I, I love the BC call. We talked about BC in the offseason, 
And guys, you know, Minnesota just paid a truckload of money to Dalvin Cook to keep him around. And look at the most cuttable contract on that team. It's Adam Thielen. I, I feel 75% sure he's not going to be a Viking this time next year. I mean, they owe him like 48 or $45 million over the next three seasons. And he's like 31. There's no way I could see him getting that money. Maybe he restructures. Maybe he sticks around. But that's a great call. My last game, Jerry, is going to be the, the second of the Monday night games. Denver and Tennessee. My buy is Cortland Sutton. My hold is Corey Davis, and my sell is Melvin Gordon. I don't think Melvin Gordon looked that good. His fumbling issues from last year continued to look look like they're not going anywhere. The only upside for Melvin Gordon is that it looked like a toe injury for Phillip Lindsay. There there might even be a Royce Freeman start uh, citing uh, Sutton I like because out of sight, out of mind. People tend to give you a discount on injured players, even in Dynasty. But I want to talk about Corey Davis, and uh, if I had like some sappy, uh, you know, music to play in the background, I, I would, you know, dub this in. But this one goes out to my good friends Nick Whalen and Izzy Alcafas. Look, fellas, I know you love this man. I know that you're not the only two guys and dynasty owners out there that love this man. But it was one game, and it looked to me, and I was the sucker. I was the sap with both a job and the will to stay up real late to watch this entire game. It certainly looked to me like Vic Fangio's number one priority was stopping Derrick Henry. It sure looked like Vic Fangio's number two decision was to stop A.J. Brown. Then it looked like some combination of whatever was left. A.J. Boyer got hurt and... It looked like a couple of young rookie white, excuse me, young rookie cornerbacks were chasing this man all over the field. But it's game like games like this that give people hope. And Jerry, you know what? You know what hope does? What does hope do? It floats like poop. <laughs> and uh, I have been. Now, now, this is some of the secrets we've been sharing in the Patreon since like May, April, May. Corey Davis is the perfect guy to hold. Because all you have to do to go is go to Twitter, search back around last night, or I guess this will be Monday night if you're not watching live on YouTube, and you will see the Corey Davis stands come out of the woodwork like cockroaches when the lights come on. And this is a man whose fifth-year option was not picked up. He's going to go to a different team. No matter where he goes, there are very few spots where this guy could wind up where his value is not going to go bananas. Corey Davis is a stone cold hold for me. You might be able to flex him into a lineup. He might be able to fill a bye week here or there. That's not why you're holding Corey Davis. Your big cash out moment is in April of 2021 where he winds up on a new team and someone convinces themselves that he's Allen Robinson part ducks um, or so many good things are going to happen for this man, that's your cash-out window. If you sell today, you are leaving value on the table, and that is the worst mistake you can make in Dynasty fantasy football. If last night's game didn't, or Monday night's game did not prove anything to you is that this guy's value will only go up when his situation improves, that is your sell window. He is the ultimate hold in Dynasty fantasy football. Jerry! Last game, kid. For one, I like the long game on Corey Davis. That's always always next level stuff out of you. But my last game 
is the Arizona Cardinals and the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. My hold is going to be Raheem Mostert because if there is anyone that is set up for me to say that I want to sell them, it's Raheem Mostert. But I don't know if I'm ready to say that because the man showed me that he's going to be the guy. He got 15 carries, just just carries. The next highest was Tevin Coleman, who had four. Jarek McKinnon had three. None of them really did anything. And Raheem Mostert was efficient with them. And then he also led the San Francisco 49ers in receptions and in receiving yards. Now, one of them was a 76-yard play, but the dude was good. The dude got the work. I don't love his situation, and guys that come out of nowhere with no capital and have potentially crowded backfields are usually something that I would definitely just snap sell. And he's he's a little older, but for some reason, I, I really think this is going to last. Uh, if I'm going to sell it, it's not going to be anytime soon. It's going to be at some point in the season probably, but not yet because I think he's going to continue to be efficient. Uh, there will be a time to, to use the long game reference with this guy at some point you are going to know when to sell Raheem Mostert and I am going to let you know because I'm going to want to sell him if I am going to sell people I got two of them and I'm not going to go crazy long on Kenyon Drake because I don't have to go long on Kenyon Drake because I've said it a shitload listen that dude got bailed the f out because DeAndre Hopkins touchdown got called back and they put it on the one yard line and he got a one yard touchdown other than that Chase Edmonds was more efficient. Chase Edmonds also scored. And Chase Edmonds was better, more efficient, and more productive in the passing game. And honestly, he was a better runner. And he showed that he could get more yards. Kenyon Drake, 16 carries long of 11. No, thank you. I'm good on that guy. That coincides with my buy because it's Chase Edmonds. Because Kenyon Drake is not going to be in Arizona. They're not going to give this dude... A big payday? Get out of here. They just paid DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to have to pay Kyler Murray at some point. You think they're going to pay Kenyon Drake? No, they're not. And Chase Edmonds is going to be the one that gets there, and he's going to be the one that gets the work. So even if you got to take some lumps and not get the fantasy points as much this year, long-term, better play, Chase Edmonds every single time. I, I'm good on Kenyon Drake. I am taking what I can get. The man's not dead like Le'Veon Bell. He's not a dead asset. He's not a dying asset. He's not that. He's just... He's in a backfield with a guy who's better than he is. But he has a bigger name than the other guy that's there. He's old. He's never really... I mean, what, what is his season high yardage? It's got to be like six or 700 yards. And we're talking like this dude is first round rookie no i'm good on that i there are so many rookies coming out in 2021 and they're sitting out so they're not getting hurt that i would much prefer than some dude that took six years to break out he's the the Corey davis of running backs he's a little better he's he's shown a little more than Corey has but uh, that's my take on this game and listen kyler murray i wanted to see you running your passing was not excellent but if that man can get you 60, 70 rushing yards a game, he popped off for 90 in this one, which was great to see. The dude's going to be around, and that that was fun to see. I like I like watching the kid play. I'm glad that we get to watch him do that and not play shortstop in Kansas. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you would like to do in this world. I don't know. I, I play shortstop in Kansas. I actually like baseball. Um, I, I'll tell you when you can sell Raheem Mostert. Are you ready? 
Yep. You're ready. Yep. Is it right now? It's no. It's it's this coming Monday. Uh, Monday. What is that? That would be like Monday the like the twenty first. After he is like Hulkamania in the eighties and he's running wild on the streets of New York as he's running left, right, and center all over the New York Jets. I mean, the guy hit like the highest top speed in the NFL in three years, like twenty two point six miles an hour. After he gets done bludgeoning a horrible team, by the way, from a redraft standpoint, you, you can't play George Kittle this week. Even if he suits up, find a different option. They're gonna beat the brakes off this team and they're gonna bench him early they're going to limit his snaps they just made a huge financial investment in this guy they're not going to get george kittle destroyed in a game against the effing new york jets so uh, i think i like jerry's raheem mostert sell um, the running back position is going to continue to see players get injured it always does and if he makes it through and uh, another running back you know falls to injury there's your target for a sell hey man i know you were having a good run and i, I know maybe miles sanders doesn't play Hey, man, I know you've been counting on miles and you don't know what you're getting and you're one and one and you're trying to manufacture some wins and, and, and you're trying to, to move this thing along. Hey, man, I'll move you Raheem Mostert. I'll tell you what, I'll move Raheem Mostert in my 2021 third for your 2021 first. Take it. Thank me later. You're stealing from me, but it's fine. Move on down the road and then you're going to have an asset that's only going to accrue in value. Jerry made a very astute point earlier where your first are worth chicken feed right now. And in about what, April, so you're what, about seven, eight months away from them being worth gold bricks. So hang in there. If you can move some of these uh, journeymen, James Robinson's another one, another guy that I would be looking to move. Hey, can I package a, a, a mid-round pick and James Robinson to a contender and get a first, even if it's a late first? Because then you can take that first and maybe your first and move up to get someone that you really like. See, what we just did there, this last couple of seconds, this is exactly what we do every day in the Patreon over at, you know, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And if you're looking for week in, week out sound advice like that, man, rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, notifications on, and become a Patreon. It's Jerry, it's that simple. Now, Jerry, with that haircut, that looks like a $38 haircut. You strike me as the kind of guy who drinks bougie coffee or bougie beer. It's fine. If, if you could literally go two days without drinking some grapefruit-infused IPA beer, if you could knock back a couple of Budweiser's, or, or instead of going to Starbucks, maybe you get some of that McCafe. It's not bad coffee for a buck. If you could do that for a couple of days, we just found the money for you to join Patreon.com Dynasty Warzone. It's not easy, Jerry. See, you got you got me all wrong. Few things. For one, I do like McCafe coffee. I do drink some bougie coffee, but it, it, I make it myself. But it is it's a it's premier signature. It's a wonderful, wonderful blend of coffee. Uh, I can drink any sort of beer though. But the haircut, truth and be told, not that expensive. You know why? Because a very handsome man did it, and you are looking at him right now. You look like you combed it with a salad fork. <laughs> but but anyway, hey guys, listen. Th this is what you can expect from the Dynasty War Zone. If you notice, we didn't do any news. We didn't do any recaps. We didn't get too deep into all that stuff. Because there are so many things out there from the Dynasty War Zone crew to keep you up to date. That's what, the, that's what the YouTube's for. That's what our Twitter handles are for. That's what the Patreon's for. 
Um, if you're looking for just dynasty build advice, you are in the right spot. When Jerry, you ever heard you ever heard the kids say keeping it one hundred? <laughs> I have. You've probably used that 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 terminology at times. Uh, I will plead the fifth on that, sir. All right. Well, uh, when we said we were keeping it Dynasty 100 here on the Dynasty War Zone in 2020 and moving stuff like DFS and gambling and stuff to its own podcast, that's what we did. And we moved the rookie stuff and the Debbie stuff and the college stuff to its own podcast. And we really hope you're enjoying the Dynasty content. But if you subscribe to the feed, you're going to get a lot of goodness in these podcasts. So stick with us, support our sponsors, mybookie.ag, trophysmack.com, promo code DWZRing, and Hate Brand Goods, promo code Memphis, that's the HVIII.com. All of our links and places to support us are on my Twitter feed, the show's Twitter feed, uh, as the pinned tweets. Jerry, anything before we rock out? Nah, just subscribe to the YouTube. Maddie's doing good stuff on there. Listen. Michael Thomas is on the IR. He's got a high ankle sprain. Or he's not on the IR. He's got a high ankle sprain. Le'Veon Bell's on the IR. Dr. Kyle is going to be telling you all that kind of good stuff. Listen, if you want to put uh, uh, an image to this free haircut that I've got, if you go onto YouTube, you will see it. And I will let you know it looks very free. Uh, I, I, like I said, you combed it with a salad fork. Um, I, you never know. I, uh, I've been going through my immense hat collection rotating them around i've got my titleist cap i've got my yeti cap people are like why do you wear caps are, are you embarrassed because you don't because you're bald i'm like no but, but when you're bald the the headphones you know they they, they 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 leave a mark and it hurts i'm not scott van pelt i don't have those fancy studio earphones and i do even though he's been doing table talk with maddie big chest i want to give a special warzone shout out to matt at maddie big chest on twitter he has been doing a wonderful job putting together the graphics for our t-shirts, putting together the um, graphics you see on the YouTube. He is building awesome My Fantasy League Debbie, ro- Debbie sites and, and you know team badges and stuff for our Debbie rosters. If you're looking for anything graphics related, he's at Matty Big Chest. He's an absolute ace. Cannot recommend him enough. All right, enough good things about Matty Deep Cheeks. We'll, we'll, we'll inflate his ego some other time. But, uh, Jerry, if you don't have anything else, let's take it in. I don't. Let's round this bad boy out, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around with us. I hope you enjoyed the bonus goodness here at the end. And on behalf of my main man, Jerry, uh, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back here on Thursday morning, Wednesday night, for the fabulous Big Bet. Take care, guys. Have a great Wednesday. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some 
excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat.